Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. a brand new series of Team of Our Lives, the Naughty Space Football Podcast. Joining me as ever is my co-host, my knight in shining armour, the documentary filmmaker and Portsmouth fan, Mr. Harry Hansford. Hello, how are you? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad at all. Uh, thank you very much. It's a brand new series with more niche Naughty's football content, which Boy. the world is in uh, you know, in starvation of it needs more. It's craving more. It's hungry for more. And we got some more great guests and some more great episodes lined up. Um, but in our first episode, we had Pavan Neal from the fantastic top ten of anything podcast. Um, absolute legend, Harry, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely wonderful uh, guest. We've got an amazing episode coming up, and we also were very lucky they invited us onto their podcast. It was a lot of fun. Absolutely. So if you haven't already, check out Top 10, if anything, uh, podcast as well. We feature on there talking about Naughty's football, of course, nothing else. Um, but today's episode is all about the top 10 foreign imports in the Naughties of Liverpool and Spurs. It's a great episode, an absolute cracker. We learned a lot, we laughed a lot, and you're going to enjoy it too. Uh, with a new series, also becomes New Beginnings. 
um, the coveted, the infamous, the legendary, the world famous, dare I say, what's in your panini? Um, you may remember this from the last series. If not, it's a new round here. Let me explain. We have purchased a vintage, a, an iconic Merlin sticker or panini sticker pack from yesteryear. Um, these particular ones are from 2002, so they're 20 years old. They're sealed as well, so they've not seen the light of day ever. Uh, we get our guests to open a packet each week, see what players they get, and give them a score out of 10, and put them on our leaderboard. Um, so during this episode, we have opened uh, one for uh, Pav and Neil, and they've uh, done all right. I won't tell you what, but they've done all right. They've done all right indeed. You'll find out later about that in the episode. But we need to get Team of the Lives on the scoreboard, Harry, don't we? We do indeed. We do indeed. So we're going to use this time now to give you a bit of a glimpse of what's in your panini by opening mm-hmm. our very own. Are you ready? I am. So, listeners, this hasn't been opened in 20 years, so we need to get ourselves on the leaderboard. This is mine and Harry's joint pack. We need to scare, We need to score it fairly as well. So here's the authenticated seal. There we go. It's never, never seen the light of day. 20 years old. I can't get over it, but I'm touching something that's 20 yeah. years old. <laughs> and it's legal this time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there we go. Authentic, lovely stuff indeed. So, first on the pecking uh, order for the team of arms is wow. It's a player we actually speak about a fair amount in this podcast coming up that you're about to listen to. Um, it's David Ginola. Ooh, it's a good start, isn't it? David Ginola. I think that's a good start. Good start. Now, what we've got to remember as well, because this is an old pack, I mean, the last series, it was 2007, 2008, wasn't it? So some of the players, we just didn't have a clue who they were. Um, we explain our point system further on in this episode. Um, but because we look back with nostalgia at all these different players, I think we're just naturally going to score this series quite high. Mm. There we go. David Janela first, strong starts. Oh, it's a player I do remember, but it's not good. Um, it's Nicky Southall for okay. Bolton. Does ring a bell. He looks like uh, curtains from this country, ironically. <laughs> it was just, you know, fashionable to us, I suppose it was. So that's not good. That good, not good. Next. It doesn't get any better. Oh. Alan Boxic for Middlesbrough. So we really need a shiny or something to redeem ourselves. That's not good. That's not good. That's not a good pack. Next. Very beatable, this. Oh, Southampton player, Jason Dodd. This is awful. This is really bad. It's so promising with David Ginola. Jason Dodd. Next, tell you what, this might redeem it a bit because it's the one and only. It's David James. Oh, West Ham as well. David James. It's not a good pack, Harry, is it? I've waited so long to open these. He's probably got that shit. The last sticker (laughs) is the entire Ipswich Town team. 
Oh, legendary Ipswich Town. It was, didn't they? They qualified to Europe in 2001. So I think this is the season after when they got relegated. Yeah. Oh my God, that was fucking awful. <laughs> that was tragic. All right, let's go for it again. David Ginola, definitely the standout there. Nicky Southall, Bolton player, Curtains. Alan Boxich from Middlesbrough, no idea. Jason Dodd, Southampton, no idea. David James, Nipswich Town. Oh, I, I've conceded defeat already. I don't know where you are, Harry, but I, David Ginola makes it about a four, and that's it. We are very beatable. It's not gone the way I thought it would. Being generous, we get ourselves a four. Really. <laughs> yeah, well, I think David Ginola and David James, they weren't a four yeah, at yeah. the minimum. Yeah. It was such a good everyone, start. Everyone, I tried two good cards, like, everyone, or two good stickers. Everyone else is pretty awful. Yeah, let's give it a four. I mean. <laughs> give it a four. Oh, maybe we'll start well fashion it later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. Maybe we do what we've done with Talking Kit last time and we give him another chance to redeem yeah. themselves. Yeah, we'll redeem we'll, ourselves at the end, maybe. We'll give ourselves another chance. <laughs> oh, that's so depressing. Anyway, forget about that depressing start to the episode because the actual episode itself with Pavan Neal from the Top 10 of Liverpool podcast talking about the top foreign imports of Liverpool and Spurs is really good. It's, it's a really good laugh. It's it was, uh, it was nice to get into the rhythm of things again after a little bit of a break. Um, and their what's in your opinion is a lot better than ours, trust me. So stick around for that. And, uh, yeah, enjoy. I don't know, Jeff, has it? I must have missed that. Red card. Good afternoon, good day and good night. Welcome back to Team of Our Lives, the only and best, what is based, football podcast. That's calmer than Carlton Palmer. More bizarre than Stephen Carr and as grand as Les Ferdinand. Uh, today, we are delighted to be joined by two legends of the podcasting game who are quickly becoming one of my top 10 podcasts of all time. From sitcoms, 90s albums, and even crisps, they bring you the world official top 10 of anything. So it's our pleasure to welcome Pava Neal from the Top 10 of Anything podcast. Well, hello. It's very nice to be here. Hello, guys. Lovely to join you on this fresh new podcast of, that we've <laughs> never been on before. Yeah, it's fresh, fresh new because it is the first of Series 3 as well. So it is, it is brand spanking new. Oh, should also no. mention as well, because I always forget to mention it. <laughs> my co-host, uh, <laughs> documentary filmmaker and Portsmouth fan, Mr. Harry Hansford. How are you? I'm not too bad, sir. How are you? We're, we're doing well. We're doing all right. We're doing, we're doing very well. It's the start of Series 3. How, how much better can it get? The difficult third album. Um, was it a difficult second yeah, yeah. album? They're all difficult albums. Well, I mean, um, I mean we, we, if we count the Euros mini series, we, that's free, but we don't have to worry about difficult uh, of this one. But they are number, yeah. Fair enough. No, no, numbers, <laughs> numbers don't count. <laughs> what we don't miss, we shouldn't attribute to ever going number of episodes, really. No series, scrap series. That's for t- yeah. that TV of a series podcast is just enigmatic. It does what it wants. Uh, anyway, we should mention um, Pav. You're a Liverpool fan. I am. And how yes, how did Liverpool Liverpool in the noughties, You won a UEFA Cup, won a Champions League. It was a pretty good time to be a Liverpool fan. Yeah, we, uh, I don't know. We, we sort of went our decline, sort of married up with United's rise, really, and sort of like the mid noughties was when we just sort of, well, I suppose 2001, we had the 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 treble, which a lot of my United fan, uh, friends would say, it's not the real treble, is it? Yeah, it's not the real treble. It was the UEFA Cup, FA Cup and League Cup. 
Um, but I always used to remember the um, the chant that they used to have was five cups in the Champions League because I think we won the Super Cup as well and probably the Charity Shield and we qualified for the Champions League. So that's better than winning the league, <laughs> European Cup and the wow. FA. I mean, really. It's up for debate. It's up for yeah. debate. So, so, yeah, so the, the mid-2000s was sort of like the basis of sort of where we are now, I, I like to think. You know, up up and down a little bit, but that that I seen that was the roots were embedded in there in sort of like early to mid two thousands, yeah. Yeah, good stuff. And, and Neil, the last time Tottenham won a trophy was two thousand and eight. It was the League Cup or whatever it was known as back then. Was it the Milk Cup then? I think it might have been. Uh, it might have Carlin Cup. Carlin, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? But yeah, we were mid table obscurity pretty much the whole of the two thousands. It wasn't till the end of the two thousands that. Our fortunes started to turn around a little bit, I think. Um, well, I say that, but that we started to get above just being mid-table and nothing really. So, yeah, apart from winning our last trophy in 2000s, I think it was pretty average decade for Tottenham, to be honest. Much like every decade. <laughs> well, no. yeah. Well, it's a, bit, a little bit more exciting that we're up just above the mid-table obscurity. No. For sure, for sure. Um, it's kind of, but we'll uh, see, you know. If Conte at least stays, we should uh, hopefully do something if he's given his way. I think so. My memories of Tottenham in the noughties are always battling with Everton for the Everton Cup, which is seventh place. It's yeah. just, you know, just above just above the uh, kind of stragglers of the pack, I guess. That's it, yeah. You know, and you get sort of complacent to it, don't you, and weary. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, yeah, absolutely, absolutely indeed. Um, so we always start the podcast with our kind of first three questions when we have guests on as well. Um, so we'll start with Pav with our first question, which is, who is your favourite footballer of the noughties? Uh, Zinedine Zidane. Oh, without great a, answer. Without a shadow of a doubt. Um, he is the quintessential, that's a good word, isn't it, Neil? Hey? Very good. It is. Quintessential player that I could watch all day in slow motion. And it, the thing is, you don't have to watch him in slow motion because he played in slow motion. You And his touch was just sublime. And I don't think I've ever seen a player like that. I mean, the big blot on his copybook was like, you know, was the headbutt uh, <laughs> in the World Cup final, which was like crazy. Uh, but apart from that, I don't think anybody has made the game look so effortless to play. Than, than Zinedine Zidane. So, yeah, he's my favourite, without a doubt. I mean, Beautiful. that, that uh, headbutt moment, as crazy as it was, it it, it does just bring a, a wonderful end to his career. Like, it was like, yeah. Like, I'm going like, to end my career in the World Cup final, retire there, and you're like, oh, this is it's beautiful, it's meant to happen, it's going to be his luck, and then he does that, and you're like, the man that everything went perfectly for, fucks up in the last ever moment. Yeah, I love that. That, that makes it more perfect in a way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, it was poetic. It was almost poetic. It couldn't be written better than that, could it, really? Absolutely. He was either going to score a hat-trick or get sent off in that final. So. <laughs> Beautiful stuff. There is a documentary, I don't know if you've seen it, where it just focuses, it's basically a 90 minutes of a football match. But rather than, you know, a kind of open view of seeing all the players, it just focuses on Zidane. Really, um, it's quite an interesting watch because you, you're so used to watching a football match and you see everything going on, the replays. But this film is just—I think it might be in some sort of Spanish final or something. But right. It just focuses on Zidane at Real Madrid 
And what you said earlier about his his touch and his kind of vision, and you know everything kind of happens in slow motion. You, you what you described is perfect because in that documentary, it, it's it, it does kind of just zoom in on him and uh, yeah, right. it's quite refreshing. I can remember when Sky Sports did the red button thing, and you used to be able to look at different angles of mm. the match, and you used to have a thing where it would pick one player, and you could. And the camera would just stay on that one. I used to love watching that because you don't realise what players do during a game, like the amount of running they do. You just see when the ball gets to them and stuff. That, I thought mm. that was, I mean, I'll have to look out for that. I'll have to see where it is. Mm. I'll, I'll yeah. need to watch that. Absolutely. I was thinking the other day that uh, obviously with Amazon Prime starting to show uh, games, like one of these streaming companies are at some point going to try and, change the way we watch football or we're going to try and do something different uh, to make a claim of we should have it not Sky Sports uh, and I think going back and having like a, a mode where you can focus on the player could be one of the things that you could do actually mm. I could see because you know people are going to get bored of oh, we, we've, this is the way we've watched it for however many years and I, I think like there will be that time where people want to Oh, wouldn't it be virtual reality where it feels like you're sitting in the stand yeah. and wow. you're watching and you're just looking at the pitch the way you would if you were at the game? I mean, that to me seems like it'd be the... Or you're, you're still on the pitch with the players <laughs> yeah. behind you. Imagine yeah. that. Sat on the ref's shoulders. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, they need all the help they can get, don't they, really? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. stuff. And uh, Neil, uh, who's your favourite football well, artist? <laughs> I've had, a, I've had to have a bit of a think for this, and I'm actually going to go back to a previous answer on another podcast. I'm going to go Ronaldo because um, of what he did uh, in such a, if you think about it, a short space of time, really, at United. He changed, to me, he changed the, the, the game that we know it now. He's still a working um, legend. He's still a, a machine. And uh, the way he works and everything is just a sight to behold. And... Uh, Anybody would, he can play for any team and make an impact, but anybody would want him, I think, on their team, especially when he was in his prime. I mean, what was it? He was like 292 games for Real Madrid and he scored 311 goals. It's that's quite an achievement, isn't it? So, that's mm. I think answers. I will go him. Yeah, fantastic answer. Absolutely can't fault it. Um, bit of a trickier one. So, Pav, who's the most underrated footballer of that time period? Right, well, I've got two, um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna dip into the Liverpool pool, uh, if if you like. I've got Danny Murphy and Gary McAllister. Oh, um, yes. I mean, Gary McAllister was class. He was he was the the old shoulders that the rest of the players of that particular time just relied on. Um, another person that looked like he had hours of time and acres of space and that goal against Everton uh, just fantastic last minute scoring from like, 35 yards and completely <laughs> flummoxing the goalkeeper um, and Danny Murphy was one of those players that you always weren't surprised that he ended up being in the first team but whenever he didn't play you missed him yet when he did play apart from scoring some crackers against United he didn't play you missed him you know, mm. and he was one of those one of those midfielders that that held the midfield together. Um, and I don't think you get those kind of players. I, I mean, he's not. He, I don't think he was as influential um, or as hard as say Roy Keane, but he was that same kind of player. He, he never stopped running. 
he was always ready to get in with a tackle. He was always ready to get to mix it up, you know, and and just cause a little bit of unrest against the get somebody booked and you know get somebody not necessarily sent off but possibly sent off. He knew some of the dark arts, but he was a, <laughs> a great player and a fantastic taker, you know, taker of free kicks and stuff just outside the box. Yeah, great player. I'm still, I saw him play a few times for Fulham as well, and he even then he was dictating the dictating the team a lot as well. Mm. Yeah, absolutely great shout. Great, I don't think mm. we've had that before. Underrated indeed. And uh, Neil, who are you going for? Right, I'm going to go from somebody from Tottenham. I have a good think thoughts about this, and uh, I thought, well, we could go for this, this, and this. But I thought this guy here never got the credit I think he duly deserved at Tottenham, and that was Asso Okoto, um, playing at the, on the on the back on the wing at the back there. You know, he, he made some great runs for us. He, he did score some goals. Um, and he was he was a versatile all-round player. And, um, yeah, I just think he was really underrated for what he achieved for us. And I also like the fact of his personal life. He he basically played money to support, played to earn money to support his family. He didn't get sucked into the lifestyle. He, he, he drove a Ford KA or whatever they're called. <laughs> his boots were odd, weren't they? Because he, he found it more comfortable to use a, a left from this company and a right from this company. I just, I just really liked him as a character, but he also played some wicked football. Where did he end Definitely. up going? Where did he end up going after Tottenham? Um, I can't recall. <laughs> I'm sorry, Neil. I shouldn't have put you under the, under the, under the press like that. I think he went to uh, Lyon or somewhere, some French team. Yeah, right. Like right. Yeah. Yeah. Who's the other one? Is it him, Pascal Chimbonda? I always get mixed up with Chimbonda. Chimbonda yeah, yeah. And uh, Chimbonda like, still plays in like National League South or something. Does really? he really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> The age of 42, him, him Ronaldo, and Slatter. Yeah. <laughs> Fair play. That's oh, not that. I mean, you know, when you got to play, you got to play, haven't you? you just got to keep doing it. He loves this game. He loves this game. Mm. Um, so it's time to induct a couple more players into the Robbie Savage Hall of Fame. Um, for those that are new and listening to this, this is a play, just how on earth did they get a professional contract? Uh, Pav, who are you going for? Right. Now, this is not a specifically bad player. But it was how on earth did he get a contract at Liverpool? Is the way I'm doing it. We signed him when he was injured, um, and this just creeps in in the noughties. Is Alberto Aquilani? Um, I can remember doing a little bit of. Um, I mean, it wasn't particularly massive research. It was only looking at the newspapers because you know I didn't really internet. There wasn't the well. I suppose the internet was there, but I didn't sort of look at it. I didn't know what it was. <laughs> I was such a dinosaur. Um, but he came with such like, oh my God, this is like the the next big thing. This, he is a player. I'm all right. He's a little bit injured, they were saying, but he's when he's fit, he's going to be amazing. And he wasn't. He well, I don't think he played a single good game for Liverpool. He was like so disappointed. And then I think they, they loaned him out or they sold him the following season or, or maybe the following 18 months. But he was injured for the majority of the time. Um, and so he's not a specifically bad player because he got a move to Liverpool and I'm not sure where he went after after Liverpool, but it was more of the fact that he was, for, for me, worse because he was such a disappointment. Um, so, yeah, so that's mine. Yeah very, yeah, very interesting. I remember the press around that being such like, it's going to be great, like you're saying, that all this building him up. And I think it just created even more anticipation. So yeah. I remember just waiting and waiting like even as a not a Liverpool player, to see what he was going to, who he was going to be. I mean, obviously, when he did have a few appearances, you're like, oh, yeah, is, exactly. I think, 
maybe there wasn't such a, a, a like such a uh, not price tag but like expectation on on, on him. And maybe he would have lasted a little bit longer because he might have had a bit more, you know. Okay, that's his first few games or whatever. But you know, that's that's, that's the press, isn't it? I suppose. But it was the same thing as like when Van Nistelrooy came to United and he was injured, and then all that that expectation. Van Nistelrooy actually yeah. did something when he when he started playing. You know, he he delivered. Aquilani just didn't, and he's one of those one of those names that when you say it to a Liverpool fan they just roll their eyes because it's like you know he may have been an amazing player but it just wasn't at Liverpool absolutely I think he's, he's part of the long list of players that had so much promise abroad and everyone's looking forward I remember when uh, is it Robinho came play for Man yeah, yeah didn't Man really he had a few good games but it wasn't amazing and uh, yeah a few others as well spring to mind Shevchenko but yeah, Shevchenko, yeah. Shevchenko exactly yeah. non-existent yeah absolutely yeah. But I think yeah, Aguilani came from Fiorentina and just started playing for Italy. Um, I think that's why there's a lot of hype around him. And then yeah. he yeah, was there for 18 months and then went to Roma. I think it was something like, like that. that. Yeah. yeah, something like that. But like, with his tail, came. T- yeah, with his tail between his legs and um, probably injured. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Never played again. And uh, no. Neil, Neil, who are you inducting into the... So I'm going to put a Tottenham player from the late noughties. It's one Tottenham was trying to change things up and spend a bit more money than we have been before and change. And they bought Giovanni Dos Santos. And it was a big, big thing that he was coming in and he was this big player and he was shite just to put two... You know, he probably was a great player abroad again, like Pav said uh, earlier. But he just didn't do anything, didn't deliver any of the promise, and he just looked lazy. Um, he obviously didn't want to be there, I don't think, when you when you do watch back. And, yeah, subsequently he became a bench warmer, didn't he? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, but Everywhere he was went. awful. I think some of the expectation for someone like him comes from just how cool their names are. You know, it could yeah. be. It could be. <laughs> like, you've got to be amazing. Like, mm. Yeah. Probably sign because of that name alone. Do you know I mean? I mean, if I was playing FIFA and I saw scout the player and that was his name, I'd be like, yeah. yeah. Was he? Is he Brazilian? Uh, Mexican, wasn't he? Yeah, Mexican. Mexican. Right. Okay. So yeah. it's interesting because him and it was Giovanni dos Santos and Rima Bojan. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So they were both in the Barcelona academy. Was it the Masia or whatever it's called? And um, they both came up at the same time. I had a friend of mine who went to go and watch Barcelona in the Champions League and Dos Santos came on for Barcelona and was playing alongside Ronaldinho and he was like oh this this kid's amazing he's going to be the next big thing and so I was excited to see him when he moved mm. to Tottenham um, and yeah like you Neil I was pretty I was like yeah, sold, a, sold, yeah, sold a dud here and he yeah. ended up playing the majority of his career in the MLS which just tells you everything you need to know there you, well, go. There you go yeah there we go great answers though chaps great answers Indeed. Um, but we're here today to talk through Tottenham and Liverpool and their top 10 uh, foreign imports. Uh, it's going to be very interesting to find out where you guys place certain players. I'm guessing Aquilani is not going to be making an appearance. No, he was my number 11. <laughs> <laughs> uh, splendid. So what we're going to do, we're going to go from 10 and then count all the way down. Uh, we'll go to you both as well individually. Um, so let's start, let's start with Pav then. Liverpool made some great signings in the noughties. Fernando Torres sticks, comes into mind. A few others. Who's number 10? So my number 10, just at the start of the noughties, uh, someone that wanted the number seven shirt 
but ended up he couldn't have the number seven, so he had number seventy-seven. Uh, it was Yari Litmanen. Uh, never really bedded into the to, you know, the starting eleven. He was more used as a sub. Um, and there was something uh, not being horrible. There was something about his face <laughs> that, that almost like I, I don't know how to explain it. I mean, I think he had a very beautiful face and the long hair. It sort of almost looked like a lady. That's not being sexist, is it? I mean, I thought he looked quite sort of feminine in the face. Hmm. Um, obviously not. Uh, I'll, let me go. I'll not talk about that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, uh, a great player. Scored some fantastic goals for us. Um, but I don't think I don't think he did enough to be able to get a start in place. And I think that, and, oh, geez, I wonder what that bloody hell that was behind you then, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> It's like cut. <laughs> Where did that cut come from? God, I just saw this I thing just. No issues in the room at all. It's Yari Litterman and in cat form. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I didn't mean it about the woman's face, Yari, honest. It's <laughs> a viral um, Twitter clip. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, he, and again, he came, he came with great pedigree from Barcelona. So it was like, it was somebody who thought, well, we've got a real pl- a player here. Um, yeah, but he didn't. It just didn't really work out for him, and he stayed a couple of seasons. But um, but great from the bench, he was a great like, super sub. Yeah, he always looked like a kind of like a hitman from like a B Tech PlayStation game. Kind yes, of, he had that kind of <laughs> slick back hair. He actually he signed for Fulham in two thousand and eight, um, and really played it. Ne- yeah, never played a game for them. Right, that was, I didn't that, know was that. That, that was the last club he played for as well. He was retired at Fulham without playing a game for them. Look at you with the Lippmann and facts. I wow. know. Um, <laughs> I did say my you know, my heart still belongs in the noughties. It really Absolutely. is. And my brain, my brain apparently is very uh, impressive. There we go. Uh, Neil, Neil, uh, who's your number ten? Uh, Steve uh, Marbron. Steve uh, Marbron, what a player! Yeah, and he didn't play for us overly long, did he? But he was a, a game changer for us. He started uh, creating some passes along the wing that we weren't used to for a long time. Um, yeah, he was a great player. He came from Fulham, I think we poached him from, didn't we? Yeah. Mm. Um, we were linked with him, I think, as well at the time before we went to Tottenham. I think he wanted to stay in London. That was the only reason, I believe, reading. Was it? Mm. So, yeah, oh, well, he was, he was a great player. <laughs> um, yeah. He was a great player as well. He still He's one of those players who also still plays in the lower French leagues. At the age really? of 43. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And weirdly, it's another Steve Marbron fact. He was Tony Blair's favourite player. Oh, really? Oh, I don't like him anymore. <laughs> so if we ever got Tony Blair on the, Tony Blair on the podcast, <laughs> who's your favourite? Who's your favourite player of the noise? Steve Marbron. We knew that, Tony. All right. Um, there we go. And uh, the second question is. <laughs> what players would you take into a rack with you? Lovely stuff. Uh, I, I really like Steve Mabon because I think he was quite cheap on my fantasy team and he was he also, also got quite a lot of assists. Yeah, he did. And, uh, poked an occasional goal in as well for us. So, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, back to you then, Pav. Number nine. My number nine uh, is someone that just sneaks in. We signed him 09-10 season from Atletico Madrid and someone that used to love playing against Fulham. I think he scored at least one hat-trick against them is Maxi Rodriguez. Uh, again, somebody that never really made it as a, a, a starter. I, I remember, I actually, 
me and my boy went to see Liverpool in not sure what season it was, 2013, when Kenny was manager. And we played Birmingham at home and we won 5 0 and he scored a hat trick that day as well. Uh so he was he was great for, for scoring goals. Not like I say, not a regular starter, uh, but a great squad player. Somebody a great player with great pace, great skill, could score a goal um from anywhere. He wasn't just like a tapping it in from outside the box with his head, either foot. Um great player. A great player. I didn't again, I'm I'm sure Ollie, you can tell me yeah, what happened uh, to him for the rest of his life. So he he literally retired just before Christmas um, in Argentina. Oh right, he's playing with Rosario Central. Oh, no, um, what's that team called? Like News Old Boys, one of the one of those Argentinian teams that no one cares about. Um, but yeah, he, you know he's, he was playing to a high level uh, until relatively recently. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm just, sure just millions just, care yes. about. <laughs> yeah, I was, was going to say the UK doesn't have a great relationship with Argentina. Uh, well, there so goes your listenership. But, yeah, I know. That, <laughs> we're really looking for that South American appeal. Um, but I'm going to redeem myself now because he's probably the scorer of one of the greatest World Cup goals of all time um, against Mexico, where he kind of just dropped down, just hit it first time on the volley from outside the box and hit the crossbar and went in. I think that was 2006, I think. Right. Um, but yeah, great player. Um, yeah. Valles Sarsfield is the team he played for. I just remembered it. Nick well time. done. Save well yourself. Done. Save yourself. Love you, Argentina. There we are. Great stuff. Um, over to you, Neil. Uh, so yes, Yunus Kabul for me. He was quite. Um, <laughs> he was with Tottenham quite a long time. Obviously, we got him from somewhere I can't recall where. <laughs> um, but he was a, he was a solid defender. He really was. He was he was finally uh, somebody quite tall that stood in our back four for a while. We were lacking in the height, but yeah, he was uh, he was a solid. Um, team member. Uh, I mean, he must have played for us a good ten seasons, maybe. He, he went from... to um, he went Tottenham. He went to Portsmouth. Then he went back to Tottenham. Uh, yeah, and I think right. he went to Sunderland and then relegated Sunderland. Sunderland. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. Well, Fruitful career. He, yeah, so it was. But yeah, he was he was a good player. He was a good squad player for us. He was always, you know, he was loyal. I suppose to us an extent that footballers can be, and. Um, yeah, I just admired him for yeah. being quite a sturdy player that we needed in the back four at the time. Uh, uh, from a Portsmouth perspective, like seeing him and Saul together, they were just unplayable. Like people just couldn't get past them at all. Mm. And Eunice uh, is always just such a dominant force. And it was, it was such a shame to see him leave, but obviously it had to happen at the time. Um, but yeah, it's that more than anything, what I remember is that smile and that gap between his teeth. That's it. Could hail a taxi from a mile. <laughs> I, I can't talk, but that his was something else. Um, but yeah, what? like his uh, tongue was in prison. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that he's a professional footballer and the one thing you can think about him is the gap between his teeth. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You stand at a fratting end and, uh... <laughs> and you can see it from the other end of the pitch. Yeah. As soon as they turn around and wave the fans at the end of the game, you can see it. You can see straight down his throat. Jeez, <laughs> yeah. Oh, the slander. The slander. Oh, brilliant, player, brilliant player. Oh, yeah. let's move on quickly then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, Pav, number, number eight. Uh, my number eight is another sign-in from Barcelona, 0405. It's Luis Garcia, or Garcia, I suppose. Um he always reminded me of Kevin Keegan a little bit because he was very small. Um, 
very compact, had a great balance, um, was a fantastic, I mean, a fantastic striker of the ball. Uh, and obviously, I suppose he's more famous for the, the, the Chelsea goal in the semi-final of the uh, European Cup in, two, that was 2005, wasn't it, I think? Yeah. Um, that I, well, I don't know, I don't think it was a goal. <laughs> I really don't think it was a goal. Um, but a, a great player, a great player, yeah. Um, part of yeah. that, it's just part of that that whole team that was sort of just he, he was such a skillful player, um, and maybe you know underrated. I mean, uh, you, you put him in the, the category of that. I think he's definitely underrated to an extent. I think he did, did get injured a lot uh, towards the back end of the decade, and I don't, I don't know. I can never remember like seeing him play. If that makes sense, like he was there, but I don't remember him. Maybe that's the biggest compliment. Is that you know, he kind of done the he, simple things? He scored things. an amazing goal, I think, against Juventus in in the European Cup, um, sort of from one far side of the, the of the box, and then just like shot it across to the other side. It was an amazing goal, but uh, yeah, great player and and great when he played in the Masters as well. And then they, when Sky used to do the, yes. the the Masters, he used to play in the Liverpool team. That still had great skill. Lovely stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's not a thing anymore. Say again. I don't understand why there's not a Masters League anymore on Sky. Because they're all still playing in the lower yeah. leagues. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're, they're all playing in Argentina. Yeah. <laughs> that nobody cares about. Yeah, no, 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 we, no, we love them. No, exactly. Yeah, uh, okay, Neil, you're number eight Tottenham player. So I've already mentioned him. He's underrated. It's Aso Okoto. I mean, we've already spoken loads about him. Um, I, I admire the guy. I think he was um, a, a sturdy... Steady player for Tottenham. We've already spoken about it already, but absolutely, yeah. absolutely good, great, great shout as well, and mm. another another cheap one in the in the fancy team. But putting him in a few times, I think as well. Yeah, yeah good, good, absolutely great, great shout. Um, where are we up to? Number seven, then, Pav. Yeah, my number seven. It, it could have been Sammy Hupier, um, but I've gone for Martin Skirtle, uh mainly because he used to really come up with some great goals. Uh, as well as being a good defender, again, it's somebody that he had an error in him. He definitely had an error in him. Um, could leave his foot in, end up getting sent off. But he always sort of crops up. I think he scored two against Arsenal in in one game, like two sort of bullet headers. One header that was behind him that he managed to get into the corner. Um, so always came up with some great um, goals. He's he's a typical centre centre back for us. Is that you know when he's past his sell by date. Uh, same thing happened with Hupia. Same thing happened with Hencho. It's like you they get to a point and you go, yeah, we need to buy another centre-back mm-hmm. now because he's done. He's he's done. Let's get rid of him. Um, but while he was with us, I think he was captain as well. Um, yeah, great player. Great player. And so, always yeah. looked like the most... Ste- you know when people come from a, a country and they look like... He was a stereotypical-looking... <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was. <laughs> he wasn't German, though, was he? Was Slovak. He? Was Slovak. he Slovak? Was he? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, he looked... I mean, he, he's he's a John Wick henchman, isn't he? That's what he mm. is. He's, yeah. he's a John Wick henchman yeah. without a shadow of a doubt. You can imagine that he's got a massive tattoo of an angel on his back or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he's quite an underrated player as well. I think um, when he signed for Liverpool in two thousand seven. That was at a time where Spurs Liverpool were struggling a little bit, mm. but particularly in the league. And um, he made over 320 appearances for Liverpool, which is a lot. 
That's more Absolutely. than some club legends. Yeah. yeah. So um, I think he deserves credit. And again, still playing. Um, so credit credit where it's due as, uh, as well. Yeah. Uh, over to you, Neil, number seven. Right, here we go. Frederick Canute. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Well, when he first joined, he had it was uh, the start. He started very well. He started scoring goals for us, and everything looked fine. I don't know what happened or where it went wrong for him at the club, but uh, initially he looked like a great signing, and he was a good player. There's no two ways about it. He really was. He, you know, he probably wasn't the most prolific goal scorer ever, and anything, but he was reliable. Is the way I'd have put it. Um, it's just a shame he didn't stay as high as he started is if you know what I mean but yeah there we are really really rated Canute as a player and uh, for a while he was my go-to signing on football manager around (laughs) 2008 and he and on that game he'd always do it for me like yeah but uh, Mm. you say it's just a shame it didn't seem like there are flashes of like he could have been one of the best strokes in the world at the time it just didn't quite ever just something never went right for him, did it? For, I don't know for what reason. But. Mm. He had a spell West, spell West Ham as well at some point as well. Mm. I can't remember exactly when. But I think he's he, most of his career success was with Seville, yeah. Seville um, winning the... Was, did it win the three UEFA Cups back-to-back in the late North? That's right. around yeah. then. Yeah. And he was, he was the strike partner of uh, Luis Fabiano. Yeah, yeah. Uh, great team that one as well great mm. team but you know in, very interesting I've not heard Frederick Canute in a long time mm, yeah. no, I saw him play at my first uh, Man United game as well against Tottenham there we go mm. happy days indeed um, power of number six right my number six should be well could have been and should have been like my number one my number one foreign import in the Premier League uh, but he fucked it up and it's Fernando Torres Um he had the Premier League in the palm of his hand. The the couple of seasons that he played for us, he was without doubt one of the greatest strikers probably in the world, or at least in Europe. And I, I would love just the, the, to go to that alternate reality where Suarez and Torres played together, which was <laughs> apparently Dalglish said was the plan. The plan was never to buy Andy Carroll. It was that Torres was going to stay, he was going to buy Suarez, and the both of them were going to play together. Um, I would have loved, just loved to have seen that, even if it was just for one season. Um, but Torres, you know, he, I, I, in my opinion, he fucked it up. He went to Chelsea chasing the money uh, and was never the same player again. He just never was. But if you look on, on YouTube and you see some of the goals that, that Torres scored for us, he was untouchable, absolutely mm. untouchable. Um, as as a United fan, you know that one when we when beat you four, yeah. four one, four nil, mm-hmm. whatever it was. He had Vidic in his pocket. He had him Absolutely. like in, inside out. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, for uh, I didn't. There was part of me that didn't want to put him in my top ten because it really does pain me to see that the, the potential he could have been of being a Liverpool legend. To I, I do I I put it the same as like Michael Owen. Michael Owen could have been a Liverpool legend. But he ended up going to United, which mm. completely killed. I, I can't even watch the bloke now. I can't watch whatever kind of opinion he's got. Um, I just can't because I just don't respect the man anymore because he went to United. And it's no disrespect to United. It's just disrespect to him because why <laughs> would you play for Liverpool and then go to United <laughs> just to just to win things, you know? So Imagine. it's like that. Yeah, it's that, it's that same feeling. But Torres 
What a player. What a player. One of the facts I remember about Torres was that he came second in a poll of Premier League players that most looked like a lesbian. <laughs> was Yari Littman in first? No it, was the, <laughs> it was, no, it was the Arsenal player. I can't think what his name is now. Tony Adams? No. <laughs> yeah. But it was an Arsenal player. Could be a lot of Arsenal players. What kind of publications are you reading, Neil? For crying yeah. out loud. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. It, I think it was 442 it came out. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That, that famous featurette. Yeah. 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 <laughs> on, on currently, when when we when I was making my list to come on your podcast, I had that same thought of like, oh, I sort of want to put him here, but I can't because of what happened at Chelsea. Mm. Just because, and I, it still baffles me like how you could go from being arguably the best striker on the planet at the time to turning up at Chelsea and just being someone completely different. Yeah, I don't. I just can't work out what happened on that car ride down to London. Like it's mind-boggling. It really is. Mm-hmm. It really. I don't think anyone will ever really understand, but just what happened to him because mm. he, he never picked that form up ever again. No, no, it's crazy. It is. A, it is a weird one, isn't it? Uh, you had to admire Fernando Torres again. He, one of those players who just brought something a little bit different to the Premier League as well, which is why I had slight, ever so slight aberration for him uh, one of the goals in particular against Blackburn Rovers where he kind of just hits it across goal similar to Van Basten in 88 very similar yes. sort of style that was a very good goal um, and he, he played in the same team as Aguero and Falcao at Atletico Madrid which is just one of these sensational teams never yeah. won a league title as well probably up there is probably one of the best players never won a league title apart from the mm. if you count it the Segunda division in Spain so he helps Atletico get promoted back to uh, La Liga uh, which he probably should get a bit more credit for because he was just scoring goals for fun yeah in, uh, in that league as well mm. great answer uh, Neil number six right let's go back to that Russian duo and we managed to nab one of them uh, Pavlachenko which yes his career didn't go as well as we thought it would have and he should have been better for the quality of player he was with us but you st- I still admired his ability and his um, capability that he could turn a game and uh, score a goal. But alas, it was another player that didn't quite hit the heights that he had previously to join in us. But I he was still a great player. I yeah. Do you remember they were the other? Yeah. Was yeah. So, he bought in to replace Berbatov? He was. He, he was. was. Yeah, That's right. Yeah. 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 Wow. Um, so yeah, he was. Yeah, he was a good player, and I mean, everybody loved them after the, that World Cup, didn't they, with the Russia duo there? But yeah, he was a good player. He was a good player. He deserved a bit more credit than I think people give him. Yeah. I think so. I think so too. You say he was a good player. He still is because he's still playing age forty in the in the Russian first division. So you you're very. Go. You're both. You're yeah. both very good at, 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 at choosing <laughs> players who are somehow keeping on in there. Yeah. Um, that's quite remarkable, actually. He's done that, but a fair play. Um, his record for Tottenham was actually not as bad as Fernando Torres was at Chelsea. I guess he scored forty-two goals in one hundred and thirteen appearances, so, which yeah, isn't so that. Yeah, so almost, all. almost, almost one in two. So it's mm. you know ad- admirable. Yeah, he always looked though that he was lost being in the UK, <laughs> you know, in the Premier League, didn't he? That's I don't think it. It was for him. <laughs> a bit like True. Minamino now for Liverpool. He always looks like a little kid playing football in a, a like a school playground, just chasing <laughs> the ball. You just see him and he just chases the ball wherever he can find. Oh, it's yeah. over there. I'm going to go and run over there. Yeah, it's crazy. 
he also makes a list of players who look a bit like a lesbian. But there we are. Um. <laughs> yes, even with the little beard and moustache. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we oh. <laughs> oh no, we'll be done. Oh, so uh, fair enough. Uh, part of uh, number five. Number five, five is uh, old spaghetti legs himself, uh, the one that won us the Champions League in t- 2005, uh, Jersey Dudek. Um, I always, if I ever feeling down, I always put on like the, the the YouTube video of the 2005 European Cup, but also with the thought that if that was played today, that pe- those penalties would have been taken again because by the time the players are hitting the ball, Jutz is nearly at the penalty spot. He's he's <laughs> off the line so far that you know it's it's crazy. So how he got away with that, I don't know. And the, and. I mean, look, he's number four, number five in my list, and all it sounds like I'm going to be slagging him off. But the amazing save that from was it Shevchenko, I think, in the, yeah. in the the extra time, basically is hit at him, and it just hits him, I think, on the shoulder or on the arm, and goes. I mean, it goes over the uh, the crossbar, of course, but um, but he was a great, reliable goalkeeper. You know, he was uh, at the time. In and they're not particular. I mean, the team that, that that won the European Cup wasn't a great Liverpool team. You know, Josemi, I think Harry Kuehl, they all won European Cup medals. I mean, I don't Triore, know. yeah, Triore, exactly. Started so, that game. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the best thing that ever happened was Harry Kuehl got injured. Yeah, <laughs> thank the Lord. And then uh, Didi Haman come on, but um, yeah, he was just a great goalie. Yeah, yeah, what he was. It's a shame he went to Madrid and. Had a career warming benches, but it's yeah. uh, you know, yeah, bit of a shame that I thought he was mm. definitely good enough for number one. Mm. Good answer, though. Uh, Neil, number five. So, the man that rocked the specs, Edgar Davids. Um, yeah, he, he had a good career with Tottenham, it wasn't overly long again. Um, nobody seemed to stay for very long, apart from a few other players that I'll mention later on. Um, yeah, he was, um, it was a big signing for us at the time, you know, he was a the Dutch legend that he is. Um, it was nice to see him come and you could see the class that he still had, even though he was a bit older. Um, you know, his passing ability was, was just brilliant. Uh, it was absolutely fantastic. He was a playmaker and uh, he managed to get a few goals for us as well at the time. But And he rocked those specs, didn't he? He really absolutely. rocked those specs. Iconic player, just an iconic to look at. And yeah. Uh, he, I, thought, I thought he was a bit dodgy for Tottenham at times. And well, you could again, be, yeah. I, was, I was lucky enough to see him play in the flesh. But yeah, he had a funny end to his career as well, managing Barnet, player manager. I was lucky enough to see his uh, debut for Crystal Palace losing to Portsmouth in the FA Cup. Oh, really? He came on for like the last twenty minutes or something, I think. But everyone's still even then, like you know, it's very much tail end of his career. But even then, you're like, oh, Zach Davids, because mm. it's like just to. We, we hate this word, but he is iconic, isn't he? Yeah. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Great answer. Great answer. Uh, we're going to the final uh, four now. Yeah, yeah. Final four. Uh, my number four is uh, Javier Mascherano, uh, who was from, well, from West Ham's uh, 06 07, uh, part of the, the, the third party duo um, with Carlos Tevez. Uh, he, was, he was like the player that I think. The team should have been molded around. I think he's um, when you look at how he played. I think it was Barcelona he went to afterwards, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and how much of a, a force he was for Barcelona. That's who 
that's how we should have used him. And I don't think we really did. Uh, I think we had him on loan to start with, and then and then we bought him. I think then that was that was the player that we should have molded the team around. Um, mm. I really think it was a it was a missed opportunity because nobody wanted him to leave when he left. Uh, but we were, I don't think we were really going anywhere at the time. United were in full flow. We weren't really in full flow at all. And I, and, he, and he was absolutely in his right right mind to go and you know seek success elsewhere. So, uh, but I always loved watching him play. Absolutely, very very underrated player as well. Oh yeah, uh, he, Barcelona used him as a centre back at times towards the end of his career as well. But he moved to Barcelona was part of that midfield with Sergio Busquets, Iniesta, Xavi. Yeah. Um, and wasn't incre- that incredible. Was he? Oh, well, absolutely not. No. no, no, not at all. Also a player who's only just retired uh, <laughs> in, Argen- <laughs> yeah, in Argentina as well. Uh, played for Estuardientes um, in Argentina, retired a couple of months ago, age 40. So, uh, yeah, good innings, good, good innings. What, what an over 40 squad we could put together. Yeah. I know. I'll tell you what, if Harry's idea of bringing back Masters football, we'd have a pretty good team. Jeez, what a team. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's why uh, they don't do it anymore, because they're all... They're all too rich to need yeah. ITV. Yeah. True, maybe, maybe, maybe yeah. that's what it is. To be uh, fair, that's why Liverpool used to have like Mike Marsh playing for them in the, in the <laughs> Masters. It'd be those kind of players. You'd sort of think, oh, it's going to be some big players and uh, an old Marshy would turn up, bless him. <laughs> Neil, uh, number four. Is Gus Poyer. I used Good to work show. with, yeah, I used to work with a guy who looked, spit an image of Gus Poyer. Um, in fact, his nickname did become Gus. But yeah, he was a great signing for us. Um, he was a great player and another playmaker. He really was. I don't know. I can't remember where we signed him from. I really Lazio. can't. I, just I have a feeling know. it might be Lazio. I'll let Harry do the research while we continue yeah. chatting. But I so, yeah, when, right. so, so he he went to Chelsea from you, did he? Oh, he might have done, actually. He's yeah, Chelsea. Was it, was it not? Did we started at Chelsea, Chelsea and then he went to yeah. Yeah, Chelsea Spurs. Chelsea Spurs. Right, there we go. Zaragoza. Do your research, Neil. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long Where did he time. go after Spurs? Anyone know? Portsmouth. Uh, no. Uh, oh, it West Ham. Neil's yeah. favourite oh, town. Swindon. Did he go to Swindon? He became the manager, didn't he? He was a player manager and played no games. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. He dropped himself. Yeah, he, dropped, he was so shit. He dropped himself. Yeah, we saw him a lot, didn't we, as a manager? Um, is he still managing now? Uh, he's wow. the manager of Universidad Catalistia. Oh, uh, that team. Oh, yeah. Chile. Santiago, Chile. Oh, right. There you go. America. They, they all end up in South America. Don't yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> but, but he's yeah, still he... playing for them. Yeah. yeah, probably. Probably yeah, manager. Yeah, the way things are going. But yeah, he was a good playmaker. He really was. He was a good signing for us. Um. So yeah. Yeah, for the short time he was at the top as well. He scored twenty odd goals and not very mm. many appearances. So he, even at you know in his late thirties then or however old he was, he, he was doing he was doing very very well. Good stuff. Into the final three. Uh, Pav, who are we going with? Uh, I'm going for left back that we signed from Monaco in 0102, uh, John Arna Risa. Um, and again, uh, actual firecracker of a player, a hell of a left foot on him. Um, again, a great goal against United that he scored from like 20, 30 yards. I had Bartes 
plucking out thin air, um, trying to get the ball. And he was, a, he was, I think he was again, like the prototype of the sort of fullbacks that we have now, you know, the ones that would bomb on great left foot to, to curl the ball into the box, but also to score as well. And he was one of those players again, for me though, it was one of those defenders that you knew exactly when, it was time for, for them to try and find somebody else to replace him. Mm. He seemed to sort of like his sell by date seemed to come really sort of to a sudden halt. And they think, right, well, yeah, he's done. He's done now. We need to get him out. But when he was on fire, he was on fire and he was a great player. Absolutely. Also ended up at Fulham at the same time as Danny Murphy. So those two had a bit of a reunion. Yeah. But yeah, I think you're right in what you're saying. He was one of the first, particularly in the Premier League, attacking fullbacks. It was kind of, I don't want to put him in the same bracket as Roberto Carlos, but, um, they had similar styles, both rocket of the left foot and uh, both used to put a decent crossing on the mm. byline. But, yeah. I don't think his thighs were as thick as Roberto Carlos's. No, no, no. Not that, I've, not that I've studied <laughs> yeah. Roberto Carlos's thighs, but, you know, I've seen the same publications that Neil has. <laughs> That's your bedroom wall. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Neil, Neil who's, who's, who's third place for you? Robbie Keane, the oh, top yes. legend. Um, yes, he was a great player for us. Uh, scored, some, I don't know his scoring, I should have written it down, what he <laughs> scored for us eventually. But yeah, he was a consistent goal scorer for us, even though he had the dubious celebration of that little roly-poly, which yeah. uh, I saw Spider-Man recreate in a cinema. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, he was he was uh, a solid player for us up front. And yeah, uh, yeah, an all-round good goal scorer, really. He's in the he's in the legendary status for us now. So, oh, without a shadow of a doubt, he's he's one of the most underrated Premier League players of all time. I think he comes up a, he comes up a fair amount in this podcast. To me and Harry speak about him mm. uh, with great affection as well. Three hundred twenty-five career goals, which is more than double, it's double, double in Elka, uh, more than Dropper, for example. Yeah. Hundred and twenty-three goals for Spurs. There you go. Over two spells, he was there twice. Left in the middle. Um, yeah, I just he scored all types of goals as well. He wasn't as mm. uh, gung ho as uh, maybe people imagine him to be. Him and Defoe no. up top were were pretty good. They were, weren't they? And he wasn't a selfish striker at all, was he? Oh no, 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 no not, at all. not at all. And totally wasted at Liverpool. Totally oh. wasted. I. I, I it used to pain me every time because you'd watch Liverpool live and you knew around the 60, 65th minute, he'd be looking over at the bench. They knew that it was a sub and he knew that it'd be his name, mm. that, you know, his number coming up and he knew it. And it was heartbreaking because he was such a great player. Yeah. I was so like jacked to think, oh my God, we got Robbie Keane. This is going to be amazing. And then he never got the chance. It was a chance. It was a chance wasted. It really was for Liverpool. Absolutely. Liverpool have that weird thing. It seems like Danny Ings and uh, you know, Andy Carroll was mentioned earlier as well. The place never really got going. No. Striker-wise, it's a shame. Really. Yeah. shame. Splendid. Uh, Pav, number two. Number two. Well, you're sort of talking about that, but this is somebody that sort of, I think, changed their game. Signed from Feyenoord 06, 07. Dirk Kite, or Kite, or Cute. I'm not quite sure. I'm just glad he hasn't got an N in his last name. <laughs> <laughs> That would have been interesting. Uh, Martin Tyler trying to say that name. Yeah. Um, but for me, he was one of those Mr. Reliables. You know, it didn't matter whether he, he he wouldn't be prolific goal scoring, but another one of those players that when he wasn't playing, you missed him. There was a, a dirt couch hole in the, in the team if he wasn't playing. And for me, he was one of those players that 
I think it took a while for us to actually replace him when he left. Um, so yeah, so he's my number two. Great answer. You say not prolific. He scored. Um, just got it here. He scored seventy-one goals in two hundred and eighty-six appearances for Liverpool, oh, yeah. which is pretty good for. So he played all over the park. He was attacking mid. He was a winger. He played as a striker. Played in the World Cup final in twenty ten as well, and scored um, the best hat trick ever. Where it was the like I think it was the seven yards total from distance against United. There's <laughs> like two yeah, rebangs, and then oh my god. It was a great. It was like he was just there. He was there in the right place. Um, I didn't realize he scored that many goals. That's that's interesting. For Liverpool, he yeah. scored two two hundred ninety eight career goals, which is more than most strikers. So you think wow. of your those top strikers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've mentioned a few: Drogba and Elka. He scored nearly double them. It's and, and admittedly, he played for final and places like that. But yeah, crazy. Very very underrated. And, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, falls into the uh, camp of looking a bit. German, but no, <laughs> very, very much, very much Dutch. Uh, uh, Neil, number two. So it is a player that I wish we'd never sold and it stayed with us and not poached is Dimitar Berbatov as a striker. I think um, it always looked like he wasn't even trying when he was scoring the goals and he'd scored some spectacular goals, not just for Tottenham, actually, uh, for another team that I can't recall. Um <laughs> But yeah, I, I, it's just a player I wish he, he had more of a career at Tottenham because when he was there, he, he turned things around for us and it was looking mighty positive. But obviously, we needed the money, probably. <laughs> but um, yeah, a great, a great, great footballer. And like I said, it never looked like he, he, he could be bothered, hardly. It was just something he was doing because he had to. You know, but he was really good at that. He was really good at goal scoring. So, great player. Absolutely, very, very, as you said, gracious but lazy at the same time. Mm. And there's something so uh, indulging about watching someone like that as well. He's so naturally gifted. Yeah, but a bit of the you know cantonal arrogance as well, which yeah. uh, that's reminded me of, which is nice to see again. You know, ten years after um, Cantonal retired, it was quite nice. Um, it's sort of saying about him being lazy. He scored a hat trick against Liverpool. As I'm sure uh, Pavel knows for Man United. Yeah. One of the goals was an overhead kick, but it was the most lazy overhead kick you've ever seen in your life. It looked like he just fell over backwards yeah. and his trailing leg managed to catch the ball, hit the crossbar and win in. Um, but fair, fair play what indeed. To him? What happened to him? After... Yeah, is he still playing? <laughs> no, no, I don't think he is. After United, where did he go? I think he Fulham? went to Fulham. That's right. Monaco? For the Monaco, and then I think he went to play back in Bulgaria for like Sofia or something. Oh, I think he had a spell in India at the same time. David James was a manager of, of a team, and he went and played for him. Maybe David James managed a team in India. David James and, Her- and Herman Arison managed a team in India together. Of course, they <laughs> did. Well, <laughs> <laughs> they signed a few like ex, like you know, players that were good ten years before. Yeah, right. Webtop was one of them, and might have played. A handful of games. As uh, Herman Horizon. What am I doing here? <laughs> As uh, Herman Horizon's most relegated Premier League player of all time, did he relegate the Indian team too? <laughs> I doubt they have. They're probably a closed league, isn't it? I'd imagine. Oh, yeah, maybe. One of these American things. They, they relegated <laughs> them so far, they're playing in the Australian League now. Isn't <laughs> <it>? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Went from Calcutta to Sri Lanka. Yeah. yeah. yeah fair, fair enough. Uh, Demi Valle 46 goals in 102 appearances for Tottenham. I thought he played more more than that, but that's a pretty mm-hmm. good record. Um, 
scored more goals for Bulgaria in 78 appearances, uh, 48 in 78. So he's done very well internationally uh, as well. So yeah, great shout, Berbatov. Yeah. Um, but it's time now for the number one foreign import of all time for Liverpool and then Spurs. So Pav, take it away. I'm going to keep this very, very short. Uh, signed from Real Sociedad, 0405, Zabi Alonso, pure class. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I need to say. Thank you very much. And if you know, you know, I think listeners of this podcast will know exactly what you mean. But yeah, absolute uh, god of a man, won the World Cup, won the Euros, he won every event really, everywhere he went. Shame he didn't quite work out for him at Madrid, but uh, yeah, it is it is what it is. Same yeah. with Kaka, really. He was another player who went there and didn't really work out for him. No. Yeah, but just, just a class player, I think. And just a class person as well, I think, from what I've seen. He seems just like a really nice guy, so... Uh, yeah, there you go. Nice and oh, simple. Yeah. Brilliant answer. Brilliant answer. I like it. And Neil, you're, you're number one. You're taking number one spot. Shall I be just as, as quick as that? Is Luka Nick. Modric uh, for Tottenham? It was uh, the start of the resurgence of, well, the renaissance of uh, getting some good players back in. He's a playmaker. His passes are sublime and he's still playing now, isn't he? So one of these players that keeps going. And, Is he 40? Uh, I don't know how old he is, to be honest. He's 30, 36. Oh, I'm not interested yeah, not then. Old. I'm only interested if they're 40. <laughs> <first>. <laughs> I'm, only, I'm only interested if they're 40 and played yeah. in Argentina. Yeah. yeah. He's just a youngster. He's just a and young snapper. Yeah. And of a face like a lesbian. There we go. Exactly. Well, yeah, he's in that category. <laughs> he really is. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's part of that great Tottenham side, though. Modric, Bale, um, you know. That'll do. <laughs> <laughs> but it's when we started to sniff up to the Champions League cool. spot, wasn't it? And you know, it was all that time, and it was exciting for Spurs fans. It really was, because you know, it, it seemed like things were changing. I mean, we're stuck again, still in that rut of things are changing every fucking year. But you know, we're getting there. <laughs> Happy days, great, great, two great answers for your number one spots as well. Two, two midfielders as well. Happy mm-hmm. days, indeed. Uh, Powerful, would you like to run this down? Your number, your your ten. Yeah, go on. This Yari Lipmanen, uh, number ten. Number nine, Maxi Rodriguez. Eight, Louis Garcia. Seven, Martin Skirtle. Six, Fernando Torres. Which is hell of that. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, sounds like Guillaume Balaguer then for a second. Number five, Jersey Dudek. Four, Javier Mascherano. Three, John Anarise. Two, Dirk Kite. Kite. Cute. And one, Zabi Alonso. Brilliant stuff. And Neil. Okay, so at number 10, we've got Steve Malbronk. Then number nine, Eunice Kabul. Number eight, Benito Asso Okoto. And then number seven, Frederick Canute. Number six is Roman Pavlichenko. Number five, Edgar Davids. Number four, Gus Poyer. Number three, Robbie Keane. Number two, Dimitar Berbatov. And number one, Luka Modric. Beautiful stuff. Beautiful stuff. Thank you both so much for coming on and trying, you know, helping us through the noughties. Yeah, yeah for foreign imports of the uh, Spurs and Liverpool. It's great. It's great to get kind of outside perspectives because me and Harry have very different kind of uh, views to everyone else, I guess. Well, Harry being a Portsmouth fan has different views to the rest of the uh, rest of England, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there, there we go. Happy days indeed. But it's time now to play our first quiz of the series. It's deal or no deal. Uh, to new listeners. Welcome, where have you been? And to old listeners, you know exactly what this is. This is the uh, transfer game. It's basically true or false. It's deal for true, no deal for false. So we've managed to compile a list 
of five players. Some played Liverpool, some played for Spurs, all in the noughties. You simply have to configure together Pavanil to figure out if it was deal or no deal. Marvellous, let's go. You're ready to go. No shame if you don't get any. Okay. But that's never but it's never happened before. So, <laughs> yeah. bit, so, so there is a bit time of for everything. Exactly. So I'll let you guys confer as well. Let us know you're working out. So the first one is Robbie Keane. Did he move from Leeds to Tottenham Hotspur? Deal or no deal for £7 million? I think it was a deal, wasn't it? I think it was Leeds. Oh, yeah, because he definitely went from Tottenham to Liverpool. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that was a so, deal. So I would say that's a deal. You happy with that? Yeah. Okay, we'll go for that. Deal. Correct. It was a deal. Boom. Well, at least we haven't got naught. If only no. I had the space in here, I'd do a Robbie Keane roll and tuck and everything. <laughs> I, I want to, yeah, see the little just, cartwheel. I haven't got the... With you the want to see the little cartwheel? Yeah, I want to see the little cartwheel <laughs> with, your bent <laughs> <laughs> with your little sausage. <laughs> yes. Uh, right, on, uh, next, uh, next, number two. Xabi Alonso, did he move from Real Sociedad to Liverpool for 10.7 million? Deal or no deal? <clears throat> Well, I, I know he went from Real Sociedad. Uh, whether it was for 10.5 million, I'm not sure. But What year would I, that have been, do you think, Pam? 0405. 0405. So that yeah. sounds about right. I'm going to say, let's say deal. Yeah. Go on then. Correct again. Two for two. Ooh. Happy days indeed. Back uh, in it. Number three, a bit more of a left field on this one. Jermaine Genus. Oh. Did he move from Newcastle to Spurs? For seven million deal. I think he went from Spurs to Newcastle. You sure about that? Yeah, I think so. He went from Spurs to Newcastle. That's what I thought. I'd say Ollie, you're saying he went from Newcastle to Spurs. Is that what you did Jermaine Genus go from Newcastle to Spurs for seven million? I think think you're I think you're right, Neil. Yeah, so that would be a no deal then, is that right? Yeah. We'll go no deal. Incorrect. Oh. Did go from Newcastle to Spurs, part of that great Newcastle side with uh, Lauren Robert, Gary Speed, Alan Shearer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then joined Edgar David in the midfield with Spurs. Mm. So, uh, yeah, two for three. Next up, Pepe Reina. Did he move from Valencia to Liverpool for 4.5 million deal or no deal? Um... I, See, I, think, I think when he left Liverpool, he went, didn't he go to an Italian club? Didn't he go to like Roma, somewhere like that? I think that could be. I, I, you happy no to say idea. deal? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to say deal. I'll say deal. It's not, is it? <laughs> it's a bit of a red herring it's a bit on my part. Um, so he didn't move from Valencia, he moved from Villarreal to Liverpool at 4.5. <laughs> You trickster, you. I did, I did trick you. <laughs> Starts off easy. Yeah. Uh, so the last one, to redeem yourself. Jermaine Defoe. Did he move from Bournemouth to Tottenham Hotspur for six million? Deal or no deal? Right, so would it be to- Bournemouth or West Ham? Or did he go to West Ham after Tottenham? I think, uh, yeah, I think he went from West. I think that's a no deal, because I think he went from West Ham and then he went to Bournemouth after Tottenham. Yeah, I think sure. it's a no, yeah, no deal. 
because this is going to take us over 50 percent right neil if we get this right so the the pressure's yeah. on we'll go I'll no never deal. speak to you again if this is oh wrong. that's all right that's all right <laughs> yeah. we're going to do podcasts in the future i'll never know we're not <clears> through braille you. well we can try that can't we go on then yeah no it deal. is no deal we moved from west ham there you go I mean, did we get that right? Did we? Yeah, we did, did get, get that right. <laughs> we got that right. You saved the podcast, guys. Oh, well done. There we go. Three for five. Not bad at all. Not bad at all. We'll take it. We'll take it for the first one of the series. But that's arbitrary. That doesn't really mean anything. Um, I'm afraid to say what does mean something is the uh, the PL resistance of the podcast, the grand finale. It is what's in your panini. Oh, I'm looking forward I to have this. For the new series, in, in the last series, we had some 2007-2008 uh, Panini sticker cards. We had a Top Gear-style leaderboard. And uh, I can't remember who won it. Uh, Steve Plunkett won it from Red Men TV. He won it on the last day of the season, or the last podcast of the season, uh, in controversial circumstances, knocking me off top <laughs> spot. But there we go. We don't talk about that. Uh, but for the brand new series, we have e- we've really lucked out. We've got some 20-year-old 2002 Wow, Panini stickers, which are wow. sealed. They are sealed. They've not been opened. They're still full of everything in 2002. That there was, you know, whatever that was. I don't know. 2002 was just a, a not a big year, wasn't it? I can't remember anything. Like like nothing. Well, the, <laughs> the mad remember. thing is that 2002 to me sounds like it was a couple of years ago when it's actually uh, a few decades ago. That's the weird thing. Let's not talk about it anymore, then. It's no, <laughs> but. but but some of the players we can get in here. So we've got Michael Owen and Liverpool kit on the front. We've got Jimmy Ford out of bank. We've got Veron and we've got uh, Rio Ferdinand in a, in a Leeds kit as well. Van Nistelrooy could be in here. You know, all these amazing players. Um, so there was a bit of controversy last season. We need to set up some ground rules. So me and Harry will be ranking this out of 10. And it, being our first guest, you're going to go instantly into top spot. Um, but we rank it on whether we know who the players actually are, because sometimes you get some one season wonders and we think, who is that? We're going to rank them on whether they're you get a shiny or not. Okay. And on how good the players actually were. Saying, well, are, are they kind of a club legend kind of player? Were they a rotation player? Uh, or did they just get the odd game? Right. Um, so that's how we're going to kind of rank it. Are we Harry. given points if you get a player from your own side? Yes and no. It depends. I think it depends more who the player is. So if you if you get a player from a team you support, obviously you guys are at advantage because there's two of you. Mm-hmm. Um, we got we got to take that into consideration as well. Okay, are you guys ready? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Very much looking forward. This hasn't been. This has never been opened. It's two thousand and two seal packet. It's crazy stuff. Here we this go. Is like, oh. This is like opening the Ark of the Covenant in Red. I know. Of the it, 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 it <laughs> feels, we need to close our eyes. <laughs> it feels so naughty that I've bought this from like a trader on eBay, who's like purposely kept them sealed for so long. And I'm just going to rip it open for a, for a poxy podcast. But there we go. Well. There you go. Seal of approval. Yeah. If white spirits start flying out of there, don't look at don't look at it straight uh, in the eyes. My, right? fa- my face starts melting. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna open them upside down so I cannot see. I'm not sure if it's all players. You might have some football kits, maybe some badges in here. So it'd be interesting to see what we've got. First packet you've ever opened, so we don't really know. Are you ready for your first player? Yes. Oh my god! It's <laughs> Harry's going like this. It's Nwankwu Kanu. Oh, Nwankwu! <laughs> there you are. <laughs> Hello, my friend. There you go. I think you get points straight away. What a, a definite legend of the Premier League. Um, mm. Arsenal won the league in 2002, didn't they? I think that's I think so. Um, 
Wow. Wow. What a start. Beautiful. It's giving me all, all in that Dreamcast top as well. All <laughs> sorts of emotions. Good start. Good start, Defense. Next up, it's a player I've heard of. Um, more famously, Blackburn, but he's in a Bolton kit. Didn't even know he played at Bolton. It's Colin Hendry, the uh, Scottish oh, centre-back. Wow. Oh, Christ. Scottish yeah. captain. Scottish yeah. captain. Mate got um, lobbed by Gascoigne in yes. 96. Euro 96. Yeah, Blackburn. Wow. I think when it, he played for Yeah, him. Blackburn, that's right. Won the, won the league with Blackburn. Won the so league with de- Blackburn, yeah. Definite legend. Definite legend. Good start, I'd say. I'd say very good start. Next up. A player I've never heard of. Uh, Middlesbrough player called Paul Ocon. Never. Paul Ocon. Did he become a singer? Didn't he have that song <sighs> "Lonely"? <laughs> Didn't he? Wasn't that him? No. It's a bit different than in no, the video, yeah. but okay. <laughs> can't re- can't really say. Don't know who that is. I'm afraid. Don't know who. That I, is. I bet he's still playing though. I bet Probably. he's still playing in Argentina. Sorry, <laughs> sorry in Argentina <laughs> with, a, with, with, with a lesbian. He's, he's there. <laughs> with a lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> it's not someone uh, that looks like a lesbian uh, 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 with uh, an actual lesbian. <laughs> it's 2022 now. Well, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> All sorts of leagues. Indeed. <laughs> Next oh, up is, oh, God, um, Sunderland. But don't let that fool you because he's probably Sunderland's greatest ever player, Niall Quinn. Oh, wow. Oh, that is a legend. Big Niall. That is a proper legend. That mm. is a proper legend. Not just a, a legend for Sunderland, but a legend for Manchester City as well. Yeah. And Ireland. Yeah. And Ireland. Mm. Wow. And got loads of money, apparently. Well. <laughs> a bit or not. <laughs> didn't put it in Sunderland. <laughs> no, I suppose he didn't, did he? I was, that's what I was thinking, that you know, he should have been, really. So we've got two more stickers. Good, I'd say good pack. I'd be happy if I you think was. Yeah. So far, so good. Um... Here we go, here we go, here we go. Next up. Oh, fucking hell. Um, Tottenham. <laughs> Sorry, I'll get so excited. Tottenham player. Tottenham player, Neil. Yeah. You've not mentioned <laughs> Teddy Sheringham. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah, so absolute legend. There you are. There we are. Look at his legend. Look at the same age. Club legend for so many players, for so many teams, and teams. an international legend. Exactly. Wow. Wow. Um, just wow! I'm so excited. This is so it's so nerdy. Well, we know it? what to get you for Christmas, don't we? Yeah, Just I know. Your Panini sticker book, and you'll be happy. There we go. So you have got the last sticker left. It's a big one. Oh, fair player, player I've seen in the flesh. It's Juan Pablo Angel. Oh, now he was he was pretty good for for Villa for like a couple of seasons when he, he was, was Colum- yeah. Colombia's finest export other than well excellent stuff okay, that's a pretty go. good pack I think I'd, yeah, say, I think I'd say, right. say pretty good but we've got to say there were no shinies and there were no like you know uh, top goal scorers or anything like that so we've got to we've got to be a bit I don't know cautious to say I would a million we've, points, I think. Yeah, we've definitely got an absolute <laughs> legend, isn't it? At least, should we go for it again? Yeah. Let's go for it. Let's go for it again quickly. Uh, so you got Carnu, good points for Carnu. Uh, Colin Hendry, legend with Scotland, won, won the Premier League ninety five. Premier Blackburn. League, Premier League winner. Uh, Paul Ocon is you know the lightweight. Lonely. He's lonely. Who, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we need to look up Paul Ocon at some point. We'll do that next. Uh, we'll find out what's going Harry's, on. Yeah, Harry's on the ball. Uh, Niall, Niall Quinn, uh, some legend, legends legend, as well. Teddy Sheringham, mm. 
and Juan, Pablo and Gail, the big sticker at the back. Um, That's hell of a forward line. That we've got it, oh, it is. I mean, hell yeah, of a forward needs... line. I'm surprised Teddy Sheridan's not still playing, actually. Yeah, that's true. He was playing into his 40s with uh, Colchester mm. and uh, Portsmouth. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so, Harry, what's, what's news? Okay, so... Paul Oaken, yeah? This is the fella. Yep. He played for Middlesbrough, Watford and Leeds in the United Kingdom. He's an Australian uh, international... Uh, he played all the way up until 2007 in Australia and he was managing as recently as uh, 2018 in the Australian A-League um, but he also has managed Australians under 20s and under 23s so don't mm-hmm. be surprised to see him at, all, at, at a World Cup qualifier game at some point as a manager who knows there you go international manager as well that's got to be worth a few points uh, I don't know not in the noise <laughs> that <was> <laughs> no that's true <laughs> That's true. Um, so, Harry, for a score, what, what what kind of ballpark figure are you thinking of? My ballpark figure I had in my head, because of Sheridan, because of Carnu, even Hendry and Quint to an extent, my ballpark, to get a 7 out of 10 is, is very good. We'll take it then, if that's good. That's Harry, good. thoughts? Are you still trying to do mental maths? Yeah, I'll say, I'll say. Oh, in fact, actually, 7.5. Yeah, give him 7.5. 7.5 is very good. Yeah. Happy with that? I think that's fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. I would have, uh, the only one out of what Harry was saying, I think I would, I would, I would have gone a point more for Hendry because he's a, a, a Premier League winner. Yeah. You've got to go for the naughties, though. That's the thing. Oh, I suppose. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm afraid yeah. so. Right, so um, but 7.5, I'd be happy with that. Yeah, I mean, no, that's good. Yeah, we'll take when, that. When, yeah. when when Harry opened the back in the last season, he got 4.2 yeah. or something, and he was bottom for the whole season. A lot, a lot of us stayed, like, I think really the top teams were usually seven and above, and then everyone else was sort of underneath, like, whatever, everyone was low yeah. as well. I think the average was around five, wasn't it? Yeah. There we go. But that pretty much yeah. concludes the uh, the podcast. Uh, big thank you to uh, Neil and Pav. Thank you uh, for having us. That was loads of fun. It was fun. Yeah, uh, it was a good laugh. I really enjoyed that. What, what an episode to uh, welcome us back into uh, Series 3 as well. I look forward to uh, editing this and uh, editing <laughs> editing that section I just said about editing out uh, yeah, for, purposes, for purposes of continuity. But I might just leave it in for the irony. Um, fair play indeed. Uh, where can people find you and your, your fabulous uh, podcast, Top 10 of Anything? Go on, Neil. Well, you can find us under top ten po- um, <clears throat> top ten on all the uh, p- uh, podcast platforms. Um, don't think there's one that we're not on, is there, Pav? Uh, probably, I don't. And know. we're on all the social medias under top ten pods. Come and find us. Give us a click and a like. And if you've got any suggestions or you want to um, come on the pod or support us, we're under uh, patreon.com forward slash top ten pods. And there's loads of rewards you can get, like being on our podcast, etc. Um, things like that. So we look forward yeah. to you joining the top tens. Yeah, and it's ten as in T E N, not ten as a number. Yes, beautiful stuff, beautiful stuff. And if you need to find us, we're at Team of Our Lives, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and uh, yeah, give us a bell if there's any subjects you want to take a dive in. All things naughties. Um, but until next time, hope you've had the time of your lives on Team of Your Lives. Tara, Team.
find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.